you. Good morning. Um, so, I'm not going to tell you the title of my preach just yet because I think you'll probably get it after about two minutes. Um, so, has anyone here ever messed up? It's okay, you can stay sat down. I don't want you to come forward or anything. Well, not just yet, anyway. Ever stumbled? Uh, I know I have. And, and if that's you, then there's good news for you uh, today because our God is a God of second chances. Maybe you're here today and you're aware of an opportunity that you've had to serve God in a particular way or at a particular time. And for one reason or another, you feel you've missed that opportunity. Perhaps you were sick, uh, unable physically or mentally to, to perform what you felt called to do. Perhaps you were distracted by other pursuits. Perhaps you could go as far to say that, that those things you were distracted by were, were sin or idolatry. Maybe you live in regret and shame, that you won't be able to do that thing for God anymore, that the window opportunity has now passed and, and that's behind you. Maybe you feel like he chose someone else instead of you. I have good news for you. Our God is a God of second chances. Maybe at one point you received a prophetic word over your life and you feel like you haven't pursued that word. Or again, you feel the time to fulfill it has, has passed. I've got good news for you. Our God is a God of second chances. You might start to get the idea of what I'm going on about now. Maybe you feel like you've let God down too many times and there's, there's no going back to him. That, that's a lie of the devil, by the way. I'm just going to put that out there. Or maybe you don't know Jesus. You've never given your life to him. You don't have a personal relationship um, with him. You never knew that you could be a friend of God. Hopefully you do now. Maybe you'd say that um, God wouldn't want you because the things that you've done, they're just so bad. They're just, they're just so bad that even God couldn't forgive them. Well, that's not true either. And I've got good news for you. Our God is a God of second chances. But all those things that I've just said, I don't want you to dwell on them. I don't want you to give them the attention and the glory, those circumstances that held you back. I want you to dwell on something else instead. Um, and I want you to repeat it over to yourself in your mind, because by that way you will change um, your thinking, uh, I believe. And the thing that I want you to mull over to yourself is something I've already said, and I'd like you to, I think you should um, say it to yourself out loud, and then say it to the person next year, and it's this, our God is a God of second chances. So why don't you say it to yourself now? And say it to the person next to you. Okay. Good. I think it's starting to sink in. But some examples uh, I'm going to go through will hopefully um, back up what I'm saying. And I've got three fellas in mind who are going to, um, who, who are going to testify uh, to what uh, I'm going to say. They're not actually here this morning, but they are in here. And uh, the first of those uh, is David. So we're going to read a bit about David. You may have heard of him. So if you want to turn with me in your Bibles to um, 2 Samuel chapter 11. We're not going to read the whole chapter. We're just going to read a bit of it. And then I'll probably just summarize the rest of the story. But um, I do encourage you to, to read... Um, read the whole, whole chapters, whole books of the Bible, because that's how God's going to speak to you. 
So David was a bit of an introduction. David was, um, uh, in his youth, he was a shepherd. He was certainly anointed man of God, full of the Holy Spirit. He was a warrior. He was, he was a musician. And he was a king. Sounds like a pretty sorted guy. But he also slipped up. And that's what this story, um, that's what this story outlines here. So reading from the start of the chapter of 2 Samuel 11. Then it happened in the spring, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the sons of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David stayed at Jerusalem. Now when evening came, David arose from his bed and walked around on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful in appearance. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, Is this not Bathsheba, the the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? David sent messengers and took her. And when she came to him, he lay with her. And when she had purified herself from her uncleanness, she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent and told David and said, I am pregnant. And I'm just going to pause there, and I'll I'll, I'll summarize um, the rest. I just want to mention a few things about the verses that we've read. So if you look back at verse 1, it says this. Um, In fact, before I say that, I'll just say I feel this story, and one of the others I'm going to share this morning has basically four parts to it. It has a call of God on a person. It has a disobedience from that person, and then an opportunity for repentance and a second chance. And I'll, I'll try and make those uh, clear to you. They, might, they may not come in that particular order, but I feel they are there. So if you look at verse 1 of what I've just read, it, said, um, it, it says that where was, where was David supposed to be? David, a king, was meant to be at that time. He was meant to be out at war, but he decided not. That was his call. His call as a king was to go out to war, but he, he chose not to. He thought, well, I'm just going to chill in Jerusalem instead. Um, so, so, that, so that was his call. And, and in fact, if you, if you read into it a bit more, you can see that it would have been good for him to go because instead, um, you know, his, his armies did have the victory. Joab, the leader of his army, had the, had the victory and, and got the glory for that instead. So that's another kick in the teeth for David, I suppose. Um, and then verse 2 says, um, shows that he started to get distracted. Uh, he was distracted by a beautiful woman, a married woman, um, and you know, a woman that was not his wife and was married to, to someone else. That was, his, that was his disobedience. That really is, if you've heard of David before, probably his great, um, his great sin. He did a lot of things right, but that was one thing that he absolutely got completely wrong. And, and then in verse 5, she... Um, she became pregnant, and that's important because um, because of this, David tries to cover up his sin. So on top of that, it, it gets worse. Um, if you read the rest of the chapter, he um, he, he tries to cover up his uh, sin by getting getting Uriah back. Uriah was out at war, I believe, and where David was supposed to be, and gets him to sleep with his wife, but he, he refuses. Um, and then he try and then he gets Uriah drunk. Hopefully that he'll sleep with his wife, and, and he still um, he still refuses. And finally, David David says, "Okay, I'm going to send I'm going to send him back to the front lines." And he talks to his men, and, and and they arrange for everyone else to pull back so that he's by himself and gets killed by the enemy. And and so effectively, David murders Uriah as well. So he he commits adultery, and then he murders. So that is his disobedience. And then in the next chapter, you read about a prophet Nathan, 
And, um, and this is really David's, David's second chance because, because God speaks to David through, through a prophet. But here's the thing. God didn't, doesn't have to speak to David and doesn't have to speak to us. But he chooses to in his grace to speak to us. And that is fantastic. Praise God that he does speak to us. If we just have ears to hear. And, and David repents. It says that in um, 2 Samuel 12 verse... Verse 13, uh, then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord has also taken away your sin. You shall not die. So praise God for that. Um, but as I said, God could have just let David to rot in his sin, but he, but he doesn't. Um, and then there's, there's, there's a whole load of consequences. I'll mention those in a second, but I'll just say, isn't God's second chance here wonderful? Um, and, and, and really profound, actually, as I was studying this, I, um, I sort of read around a bit, and uh, David actually goes on to marry Bathsheba. So he's not like, oh, she's an adulteress, we're just going to send her away. No, he actually, you know, she becomes quite a big part, I think. She becomes, um, she has a child, Solomon, who's, who's the next king. And then if you read in Matthew 1, 